I'm sure a lot of you out there, when you, when things go really well, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. The devil, the evil, the demons, they feed off anxiety. And the anxiety is something that's been, it's a lie, which has been instilled into you from previous trauma. I'm, I'm human too. You know, I have rough weeks. I have rough emotional weeks. I have rough mental weeks. And uh, this was one of them. Who deals with depression and anxiety and who has been in an abusive relationship, they can recognize these things. You can see that in somebody else. Iron sharpens iron, but man sharpens man. Welcome to another episode of Men in Your Life, Unapologetically Human. Uh, that's Brady. Hey, that's me. That's you. And uh, I'm Dan. And uh, what you just heard was actually a new intro um, that we put together. Um, I would like to do a little disclaimer there. Um, it is uh, way out of my league to be doing anything remotely close to something like that. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. So if it doesn't sound good, blame me. Let us don't know. Blame anybody else. Yeah, I if mean, it doesn't sound good, let us know because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Well, and let us know. I mean, we we want to get we want to make it more us, more what we do. And mm-hmm. you know, the the music the music intro w- was awesome. But you know, now that we have some, I mean, we got some hours into uh into this podcast and now that we have that we kind of want to we we kind of want to remind people that you know what this is what we talk about and that way you know people aren't shocked you know um i've i've had quite a few people um quite a few people that i've told about the podcast and i tell them you know it's kind of rated r for language i mean we're regular guys We, we talk this is just us talking about the things that we that we are passionate about that we've gone through um, so no, and I want to say, I mean, Dan, that, that mashup that, that we just listened to. Awesome. Thanks, I mean, man. you did a hell of a job on it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I try. I try. Yeah. Well, that's all we can yeah. do. That's all we can do. Really. That's all. That, that's you know. it. I, uh, I was talking you know, to my, I was talking to my, um, uh, brother-in-law, he's coming over a little bit later today. Um, you know, watch some football, hang out or whatever. And, uh, I told him about, um, I forgot what the hell we were talking about, but he said like, oh, that, well, that's life. And I'm like, is it, what is life? What is the meaning of life? I don't have any idea. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> I, I, I don't honestly, think we're ever going to really find don't. out. No, I, I, I think the day you find out is the day you die. I mean, Probably. that's, that's, that's plain and simple. Cause I mean, the meaning of life or the meaning of my life is very different than the meaning of yours. So, I mean, it's, it's the, it, I, I mean, that's why that's, that's kind of considered the age old question is, you know, what, what is, what are we doing in this, in this life? And we don't know. I mean, I I'm flying by the seat of, seat of my pants. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any you. idea. <laughs> Judging by the fiasco of what happened last night, uh, amongst our, <laughs> our, our weekly, nightly, like guys session, um, that was a, I don't, I don't even know. I have no words to you explain know, I, what the hell happened last night, but it was I, it was fun, I don't and, drop, and then it was a I little too much. I don't drop the f bomb very often, but that was a clusterfuck. It was. <laughs> it was fun though. It was fun. It was. I we had a blast. I, um, I thought it was hilarious that you know the last game of the night we we played, we won. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But you know, like and, it's talking about life and everything. You know, we just came back from well some I, I would say maybe a high majority of us came back from um quote-unquote holiday break i guess we all had a couple of days off and we took the weekend off and didn't record anything which we thought we were what was going to happen anyway um yeah. 
So hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving and time with their family. And if you had to work, then, you know, you know, sorry, that that sucks. We've been there. Um, I know how that feels, but at least we hope you got to spend some time with your family. Um, But we're back and uh, better than ever. Well, maybe not better than ever, but we're back and hopefully better. But (laughs) hey, what's up, boo boo? Um, But no, we're we're back. And I mean, dude, how was uh, how the holidays? Oh, man, Thanksgiving was awesome. I had my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law here, and then, of course, both kids and and the wife. And um, me being being a, a trained chef, being, you know, former professional in that area, um, I cook holiday dinners. <laughs> so, um, but it's uh, it was good. I mean, I had a, I had a blast. I mean, I, I started cooking at about 8.30, uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, getting stuff done. I made the pies the, the night before and, um, I made a pumpkin cheesecake and a, and a pumpkin pie from scratch, uh, both from scratch. The pumpkin cheesecake came out, it was, you know, I, it came out okay. It was, it was a little different consistency than I was hoping for. Um, but you know, it had the, it had a ginger snap crust. It was really good. It was, I mean, it came out good. The flavor did, but the consistency, the texture was a little off. Um, but it's funny because, you know, then we ate about four o'clock, four thirty, um, and um spent all those hours cooking for, you know, twenty minutes, thirty minutes. <laughs> That's usually how it goes, right? You're you're talking about pie and I'm I feel like I'm like Homer Simpson, oh pie. Oh. I love pie, man. I love pie more than anything. But that's good. How's uh, how the family? How's everybody? Oh, everybody's good. Um, we we just we hung out. Um, Penny is Penny is awesome. Uh, she's here again today. For anybody that may or may not hear her in the background at some point, um, she's you know she's become kind of a staple when I'm recording. So, and I have no problem with that. Like, you know, and I'll, this may or may not be the last time I say this, but such is life. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a parent, and mm-hmm. Dan, you're 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 almost a parent. Um, yeah. So, and uh, we're. You know, this is this is what we do. We're nor- we're we're just regular guys. We're normal people, just like you, just like ju- just like anybody out there listening. You know, we 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 go through the same. We we do the same. You know, we have I have kids. It's just something that that you know. And honestly, I kind of like what it what it adds to this podcast. You know, having her in the background and stuff like that. That's it's real. That's I'm not. This is I'm not some poser that's trying to trying to get you to listen to listen to my voice. It's you know, this is the what we talk about life. Mm-hmm. Life and and all the hardships and the fun ships and the memories and the the bad things and the good things and at least Absolutely. at least this weekend, uh, this past weekend, hopefully it was filled with with good things for people. Um, the holidays aren't always the easiest time for everybody. Um, they're not. They're uh, not. You How know, was your holiday? Well. Um, the, the the start of the holiday didn't start well. Um, I'll get into that later as we go. But the ending of the holiday, it was good. We went to my mom's uh, or my mom and dad's and um, we didn't have anybody show up really. Or we supposed, we we kept flip-flopping between going to her mom's house, staying at our parents' house. I don't know. You know, we ended up we ended up going over there, but um it was good and you know we made turkey and my mom's always like hey make a menu so i rattle off things immediately i'm like stuffing corn pudding cornbread mashed potatoes 
green beans. Like these are the staples in my mom's house. Like this is what we, this, there's no negotiations when it comes to this. These are the things that need to be on the table for Thanksgiving and Christmas <laughs> or we do not come. Okay. So <laughs> you do turkey for Christmas too. Um, some, we used to kind of like do turkey and ham. And then actually, to be honest with you for a long time, Thanksgiving and Christmas was the same food, which made me even happier. But, um, <laughs> There is this one thing though that my mom makes, and it's a request every single time. Even even so, that it's gotten to a point where when we get around like birthdays, I tell her that I don't want a cake. I want this one thing now because like my mom likes to do cakes. Like she used to make cakes for my brother and I, and lately we've been doing like Costco BJ cakes, which are phenomenal. I'm not they're they're great, but my mom makes this thing. And it's called slop, and it's graham cracker crust, chocolate pudding, and then it's whipped cream. And chocolate chips. And it's in like a casserole dish. No, that sounds... Oh, it's unbelievable. I will eat gallons of that. I will sit down and have the casserole dish and just a spoon and just shovel it into my freaking fat hole. And then just... I mean, I'm just... I Dude, I fucking love that thing. Taylor loves it too. It's like like one of the best things about the holidays. But no, other than that, the holidays were good. Um, Had a couple drinks with the pops, watched some football... And then we went up to her grandparents' house and hung out with uh, her grandparents and her dad and her uncle and all that. And I mean, it was good. Like it was for us, it was a good holiday. For me, it was a good holiday. Um, good. For the most part, for the most part. But well, you know, you know, we, I mean, yeah. and, and holidays can be tough. They can. Yep. You know, that's it's the, you. You said it before. We kind of got into the into asking each other for the holidays. You know, it's holidays can be rough for a lot of people out there. I mean, they're not. I, you know, holidays, I'll be honest with you, man, the holidays can be a little rough for me sometimes because, you know, it's one, it's that one time of year that I realize how little family I have around me. Yeah. I think, but you're not, but it's not just you, you know, a lot of people go through that. And if you you really, if you really want to mess your day up, you go on like TikTok or Instagram or something like that and watch some of those reels of people who are just kind of like, I'm not doing anything because I don't have anybody here. And you're just like, God damn. Like, uh, like, you know, like all you want to do is just send them, you know, all you want to do is like get their like information and call them and be like, I need you to be at this house at this time. And you will be able to have, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it sucks, you know, but, um, other than, you know, other than the holidays, we had to get back to the grind on, uh, on Monday. And I know you said you had a little bit of a week. I did. Um, you know, it's it was just it was one of those weeks, and I'm sure a lot of people out there can relate. You know that there was so now. Granted, with a lot of the extra stuff that we do for our client, and I say extra, I mean it's part of our contract, but you know it's in addition to what our daily grind is at work. So um, a lot of that tends to fall on me, um, and and me and the guy that that runs my route with me, and. You know, sometimes it gets to me. It does. And this is, was one of those weeks. It seemed like I didn't get back. Now, keep in mind, I start my day on my route uh, at about 5 a.m. And you know, I. <laughs> I heard that. Is everything yeah, all right? No, yeah, everything's fine. The, my cat is trying to mess with my lizard. Um, Not working well. So, no, no. And, and um, I, I might. I mean, we're going to have one less cat if this cat gets into my lizard's pen. Oh, um, but, but no, so 
all this extra stuff they had to do. I didn't get back to the to the warehouse until about twelve or twelve thirty, which you know wouldn't be that big of a deal if I didn't have so much other stuff, other supervisory and uh, stuff to do. You know, on the on you know computer and paperwork and inventory and stuff right, like that. You do a lot of clerical work when you get back to the warehouse, right? I, know, I like, do four hours of work. Oh yeah, and you know, and I usually and I don't usually have that kind of time. You know, it's two, three, four hours worth of work. Then and I have you know at most usually two to two and a half hours mm-hmm. of of time to get all this work done. And you know, and I used to do it at home and for free. Um, I, I I worked from home pretty much every weekend, and I put I put a stop to that because I just got I got tired of number one not being paid for it. Number two, I mean, I when I'm at home, I don't want to work. I yeah. don't. You know, I put the hours in and I put the time and I, and I put the effort in that, you know, my home time is my home time. And, um, but so this week it was just, it was five days worth of, you know, long routes and not enough time to get everything done. And it got to a point for me that, you know, it, it got a little frustrating, got a little, little tense by the end of the week with, uh, with, between me and my, my boss and my boss understands. I mean, he's one of those people that if you need to vent, vent to me, it, it doesn't matter to me. Um, so it's just one of those things that we, you know, we have kind of an understanding. And I had one of my coworkers uh, <clears throat> look at me and on on Thursday and say, "Hey, you know, Brady, I I appreciate you." And, I, and my boss was sitting right there, and I was like, "Well, it's nice for somebody to appreciate me around here." And I walked away, and my boss was like, "Hey, wait, 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 wait," and I, I just kept, I, and I and I just kept walking. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he understands that the frustrations, I mean, I'm human, you know, I, I'm not a machine and, and, and my company for the record doesn't treat people like machines. They don't, it's a phenomenal company. I would, I, I mean, I've already told them and I've mentioned this before. I've already told them I'm retiring with you guys. I'm done. Mm. Um, it's, it's a great company. It's a great people that I work for and work with, but you know, frustrations get to me. Um, yeah. so, and, and I know, uh, and I know you, you've, I mean, you've been been having you know ups and downs with your job. How was your week? Uh, you know, other I, I talked about it a little bit earlier. We we had a I had a little bit of a, a blow up at work, but it, not like in a negative way. It was just, um, it was more so being uh, taking taking consequences for responsibilities that don't necessarily fall under my job title or pay title and um it was something where as if people listen you know it's been an ongoing battle and i kind of <laughs> i kind of had some choice words this time and i usually am pretty good about keeping my mouth like my mouth shut when it comes to that but you know sometimes you just got to draw a line in the sand and say what it, and you know i said what i needed to say and then we talked afterwards and you know we were good we were okay but it's a it's just a constant it's a constant thing at this point so Sure. It's just, I think at this point, it's more so, um, you know, sometimes you just kind of have to put your head down and, you know, well, hit the hole, hit the hole like it's fourth and one and just run the clock out, you know? Well, and not, and, and not to, not to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. Um, so you've also got a lot of stuff going on, bro. I mean, you do, you, I mean, <laughs> that's gotta, and, and it's gotta wear you thin a little bit. So, I mean, it, I'm not saying that it doesn't have to do with your work, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where. You know, work is an added stress. It is. And I don't care who you are. I I, I love my job, but it's still an added stress to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think as we get older, um, I think people, it, it's hard to sometimes you, you 
don't want to bring your personal life into work and you do your best to not bring your personal life into your job. And sometimes that actually makes your job a little bit harder because not only are you now dealing with whatever you got going on in your life, you're also dealing with whatever stresses you have on at work. And I think that's a lot of the times is when you see people blow up, when you see people just lose their mind at their jobs or uh, quit out of haste because they're just done with it, right? Like sometimes it's not necessarily the work that's making you quit. It's the pressures of everything else you got going on in your life, plus everything going on at work. And you get to a point where you're just like, I'm done. Like, I'm just not doing it. And then you end up quitting. And then you kind of – now you're upset because you quit. You don't have a job. You don't have income. And you kind of just screwed yourself. So, you know, yeah. it's – I try my best to leave home at home and work at work. And then if there's something going on at work, I talk to my wife about it. And we hash it out. Or I, she helps me hash things out. And I just try to not – I try not to bring life into work. And I think sometimes people forget that – you are human and you may yes. also have other stuff going on and you sometimes should take that in consideration and don't talk to people a certain way because you don't know how they're going to react. And I had this conversation with somebody earlier this week, actually somebody who reached out to us on, on or reached out to me on TikTok about some stuff. Um, had this conversation about um, violence. Uh, you can't fight violence with violence. And I told them that I, I basically I disagree because uh, especially in today's society is that if you are willing to say it and you're willing to act it and you're willing to be it, then you should be willing to take the consequences for it. And yes, yes. I don't agree with violence and violence and there's childish violence and stuff like that. But you try to meet every situation with grace and you try to be respectful. But there comes a time where you can um, bring sort of like a graceful retribution to a situation where it's basically like i'm not doing this out of me being childish i'm doing this because we've hit that line we crossed that line now and now you're going to take the consequence so i try to not let that happen at work but sometimes me with that consequence it's not like getting physical it's it's you draw this land and this land you draw this line in the sand and you just gotta have to say what you gotta say and get it out venting right Absolutely. And venting, uh, I mean, and venting is a very important part of, of coping, uh, in my opinion. It really is whether, and you have to, you have to know who you can vent to though. Mm -hmm. You really do. Um, I mean, I've vented to people in the past that I've worked with that, I mean, didn't end well because <laughs> it got around to the, it didn't, it got around to the people that, you know, would take it personally. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a personal attack on anybody. It was, it was just me getting it out. Right. And, you know, and I've trusted the wrong type, wrong people in the past yeah. and, and kind of gotten screwed out of uh, out of uh, uh, out of a few few things in my life because yeah. of it. But you know what? Um, it's it's one of those things that it's a lesson learned. But that's it also is, you know, that's also one of those things that plays into the flip side of that is that, you know, I say if you're willing to say it, act it, be it, you got to take the consequence for it. Right. Well, that goes sure. with us too if we're venting, if we're venting and if we're willing to say it and we're willing to act a certain way then you need to be willing to take the consequence if it comes out negative. You know, you may you may not have meant to say what you meant to say while you're venting, but if it came out a certain way and it was bad and somebody gets, you know, you send that back to somebody or your boss finds out or something like that, you, you got to take the consequence for it. You know, I just, but that's just life. You know, we talked about it last week, life hitting you in the mouth and, you know, some you just got, you know, you get yourself back up, dust off and you just keep moving. But that's just kind of how life goes. Speaking of life, uh, 
Oh, there's life want, right there. You want to say hi? You want to say hi, Penny? Hi, Penny. <laughs> hi, Penny. <laughs> um, hi, yeah, Penny. Now, like I said, my daughter's with me, and and you know I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but that's true. I mean, that's that's you know venting is venting is very healthy, and and you know and yeah, you're right. You do what whenever you vent, you have to be willing to take whatever consequences are there. Um, yeah, yeah, Penny, you want to, um, but. But at the same time, you know, people need, uh, I mean, everybody needs to understand that everybody needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help but laugh because your, your daughter is just on one today. And Hello. I know she, yeah, she, she is on, she one. Is on one today. Hi, Penny. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, we were she talking about. Pink teddy bear. <laughs> We talk about um, like the holidays and how people are mm, struggling. Some people struggle with the holidays. You know, venting is one of those ways for people to express, you know, their discomfort with the holidays. And as much joy and commercialism that there is around holidays, there's a lot of discomfort when it comes to the holidays. Um, and not just holidays, maybe just like normal, like normal in general too. But. Um, what people, I think it's hard for people to vent on stuff because to me, venting is just like another form of asking for help. And, you know, some people aren't good at asking for help because they're so used to being the helper and throughout their life, they've experienced an unbalanced give and take and their instincts usually, you know, just go, I'll figure it out on my own. And then the self-reliance is all that they've ever known. And I think a lot of people deal with that during the holidays. And, you know, I had mentioned early on that uh, my holiday break didn't start off too well um for me between basically the week of thanksgiving to mm, march uh which is you know a handful of months it's not a uh it's not uh, an easy time for me because that is for me a a uh it's a it's a big it's a big void for me because I, you know, my brother's not around anymore. Um, and it's, it's hard for the family and, and it's not easy for me. And Wednesday when I was driving home was one of those, uh, you know, decided to decide life was just going to go ahead and, and, uh, send me a right hook. And I had myself a little bit of a breakdown on the way home. And, and when I got home and, you know, we say it gets easier, but I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I don't, I've been waiting for it to get easier for years and I don't know if it does. Um, and I'm trying to be like a pessimist about it. It's just, you know, especially now because, you know, I'm about to have a daughter and there's emotional things that are tied to that too, because, you know, he's supposed to be here to be the uncle to my daughter and he's not. So now it's holidays. Not, not only is it just not holidays with him. Now it's, we have a family and it's, family time and holidays not with him and thanksgiving and christmas and you know i say march because that's when he passed but uh you know we have thanksgiving and christmas and january is like 80 percent of our family's birthdays <laughs> like mine is in january um his uh girlfriend who or at the time his girlfriend who's basically an adopted sister to us um is her you know her birthday and then it's um my uncle's birthday, my mom's birthday, <laughs> like it's everybody's birthday, my birthday, his birthday, like everybody's birthday is in January. So it's like you go through Thanksgiving and then you go through Christmas and then you go through the whole month of January, which kind of fucking sucks for me. I'm not going to lie. And then February and March. But, you know, February is when the baby is due. And 
you know, I told my wife that, uh, at this point, you know, I realize that next year is going to be different. Uh, next year will not be the same. It might still be difficult, but it won't be the same, but there'll be, uh, next year we'll have added bonuses. And this is a, like I told you, a run out the clock situation for me just to get to 2022 to move past all this. And, um, there was a, there was a quote that I heard, uh, earlier, I heard it a while ago and I refused to kind of just let it, um, sink in, uh, if that makes sense, because I, there's a lot of things that I still, there's a lot of things that I still bury, um, when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, but the quote was, um, I now have to, uh, remember you longer than I've known you. And when I heard that, it took a knife heard that. Right yeah. square into my chest. Back. I mean, I felt like I got stabbed like 150 times. <sighs> and, dude, that, man, that thing fucking broke me. Well, and, you know, I can't pretend to know how that feels. I mean, I've lost people, of course. And, um, I mean, that's such as life. But for something like that, it's, I couldn't imagine. I mean, now granted, you also have to understand I have siblings, but I'm not very close with anybody but my brother. And so, I mean, I, I somewhat understand on that, on that aspect. Like if, if I were to lose my brother, it would, it really would destroy me. It, it would. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, I, I don't, I don't know how that feels, Dan. I don't. I, I'm, I mean, of course, as always, I'm here for you. I just, I don't understand. I, and I don't, and, and I'm sorry. I wish I did. But um, at the same time, I w- I'm glad I don't. I mean, no offense. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to wish, I don't wish anybody would have to have, ever have to feel that. Like, and, but it's, it's got to be rough for the holidays because, I mean, it's, like you said, you know, not to not to bring it up and, and kind of twist that knife a little bit, but you said it. You said it just a minute ago. You were supposed to be here to be be my my daughter's uncle, mm-hmm. and you know it's yeah. You know you've said it in, in a previous podcast. You know it's yeah. The the those of us that that are going to step in in that in in that kind of role. You know, it's not it's not the same. Right. It's not. It is not. But. I'm still grateful for the people that I have in my circle and I'm, I'm always going to be grateful for that. But, and, and it's not like a knock on anybody else. There's just, there's a certain um, shoe that can't be filled no matter how hard you try to fill it. It's just not going to happen. And I think that's at least for me. And I, I'm sure there's probably other people that go through it too, is I think that's the part that, I think that's the part that that really gets people because it's not really it's not really about just like uh, saying goodbye to people. It's the memories that have been attached to that person. It's it's the memories have been attached to that time. I think that's the part that's hard because what you do is what you do is, is you hold on to that. And you try to fill those shoes with whatever else, you know, you know, drugs, alcohol, friends, staying out late, partying, reckless dating, whatever it is, right? You try to fill those shoes just to fill the to fill the gap, fill the hole. And I think where we get in trouble, where I get in trouble, where maybe other people get in trouble is not understanding that those shoes aren't going to be filled for a reason because those shoes belong to the one person that can fill them. They're not designed to be filled by anybody else. 
Yeah. And no, when and you that's, start understanding, yeah, and when you start to realize that, and you understand that, you can you start to separate from that because there's other there's other shoes now that need to be filled. I'm not going to continue to try to put my feet in somebody else's shoes because it's never going to work. I need to I need to continue going and fill my own shoes. I need to fill my own path. I need to continue doing what I'm doing and bring the people that I have with me along with me if they're going to go with me. I guess. I mean, I feel like there's, uh, and now, like I said, I don't understand what you, what you go through, you know, on, on, you know, we've talked about this, you know, off, off air and, you know, I don't pretend to know what you go through pretty much on a constant basis, brother. I, do, I don't, but at the same time, as your friend and as somebody that truly does love you, you know, it's, I gotta say one thing, you know, these, these memories that, that bring you down, I don't know how to do it. But there's got to be a way to to turn these memories into a positive thing, to to make you smile rather than bring you down. To to you know, um, I, I have no doubt in my mind your daughter is going to know who your brother was, um, just from stories and just from you know the, the way you act. I mean, you've you've told me before, you know, you've you've taken on some of these some of these personality traits that you know you really looked up to your brother and stuff like that and. It's, you know, obviously it's something easy for, for me to say, because I don't understand what you're going through, but at the same time, as somebody that truly does care, there's gotta be some way to turn this into not necessarily a positive all the time, but, you know, rather than remembering and going down, remember and smile and, and, you know, I don't, I don't think it's, it's not the memories that are upsetting to me. It's the memories that won't be created so the reason why they're upsetting it's it's not upsetting because um and now don't don't get me wrong i have um i have some choice words that if i were ever allowed to say it um i i would but um there's there are some there are some choice words that i would i would like to have for my brother and it's not out of the fact that uh disrespected or, or hateful or anything like that it's it's just pain and, you know, it's just grief. Right. But like I said, it's not the, it's not the memories of what we had and what, and the memories of him that make me upset. It's just the fact that those are the last memories that you will have of that person. There's no more making new memories. And I think that's what hurts. I think that's what actually gets people the most is because it's not like like we can sit down. I could sit around and talk about him with like my parents all day and we'll laugh and we'll joke about stuff because there's good memories out of that. Like, but it's the like I said, it's just the it's the fact that those memories are already those memories have already happened and there's no making new memories anymore. And I think that's the part that upsets people because that's all you have left. There is nothing. Well, and and, you know, this is, it's a good, it's, I mean, not to, not to use you. I don't want you to feel like I'm using your pain to transition into, into one of the topics that we want to talk about this week, but you know, the holidays really highlight those things mm-hmm. and, you know, and there's a lot of people out there that, that honestly would understand what you're talking about. That, that would, that would have, that would have a better understanding of, of what you're talking about than honestly me. Uh, the, it's, and, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, p- people deal with it in different ways. Like you, you, you mentioned that you had a bit of a breakdown um, and, you know, people, people, they, you know, they break down. This is the end of the year too. You also got to think about that. I mean, we're, 
we're very we're we're, we're time based beings. We truly are. I mean, this is the end of the year. You know, the end of the year kind of at least for me. You know, I I I kind of reflect on what the year was like, and you know what, and, and unfortunately we have a tendency as human beings to say, well, this didn't go right instead of this, this, you know, this went swimmingly. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, the, the fact that, you know, like, like for the last three years, okay. My daughter's three, um, for the last three years. And I thought about this when my daughter was, when I found out I was having a child. And then when, especially when I found out I was having a girl, um, you know, my stepdad, my stepdad has been gone for, I mean, close to two decades. It's, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, it's not new, it's not fresh, but it still hurts. And, you know, the end of the year, that's something that really affects me because, you know, Daryl, my stepdad, he, he, I mean, I've talked to him, talked to about him numerous times on this podcast he's he, he's never going to know my daughter mm-hmm. and my daughter's never going to know him and you know and and i kind of understand what you're saying because i have great memories with him but they're they're set in stone there there's not there's nothing new about this there's nothing new that can be experienced and stuff like that and the end of the year really kind of affects a lot of people like that they you know my um the first loss i ever went through um in my life was my grandmother um on my mom's side uh she was the glue that held the family together i mean i've talked to i I talked about it a couple weeks ago you know staying up late and and playing monopoly with my cousins or you know just you know the holidays were were a time for family and the extended family to get together and really be together and that was her that was she was the glue that held that together and and my eldest sister I mean, she tried for a couple of years after, after Mago was gone. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you never get back. But what, what, what a lot of people, what I don't really say to a lot of people is my grandmother, she actually died Christmas day. Mm. And for years, like I'm Mm. talking, I'm talking years. I hated Christmas, hated Mm -hmm. it. And uh, I want to say it was my mom that actually kind of because i she said something about christmas and i was like oh screw christmas I, i'm I, I don't i don't care about christmas anymore and you know and my my dad loves christmas and you know my dad was you know i would always try to get into the christmas spirit with him and it was just more more of a mask more of a show for him than anything else and you know i said something to my mom if i remember correctly and and you know she was like you know your grandmother would would not necessarily be ashamed of you, but she'd kind of be ashamed of that attitude because she, you know, that was the time for family. That was the time that those are some of the best memories of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And she's all, and now you're just, all you're doing is concentrating on the, on the one negative that happened during that time. And it was a big negative, <laughs> but, but, and, and that kind of turned me around. It really did. And, you know, and now that I'm older and a parent and, you know, and, you know, I've got these two beautiful kids and this wonderful wife and stuff like that. And, you know, this great job, but at the same time, I'm telling you, man, I'm more stressed out now through the holidays than I have ever been in my life. Yeah. I mean, and and, and that's, and that's a lot of people. Yeah. And you know, it's damn, I I couldn't even imagine. See, I've always said, I couldn't imagine losing somebody on like on Christmas. I don't know how, how you manage to do that. Um, you're actually you're actually the only the second person I know that uh, 
has had to deal with that. My um, neighbor at my parents' house, three boys roughly all around my age, their dad had a heart attack the morning of, I think it was in the morning of Christmas Eve or the morning of Christmas morning. Just, just was perfectly fine. And then next morning, just gone. Just like that. You know, and I can't oh, imagine, like, I can't imagine, you know, you're dealing with like loss around there and, and, you know, stuff like that. I can't imagine people that have to deal with stuff like that. And it's not, um, it's not like it, it, we're not, we're, we're talking about the lo- like losses of loved ones, like passing away, but it, it's not just, it's not just loved ones that people have to deal with, like uh, passing on. It's also the loved ones that maybe they're not here because of a situation circumstance. You have somebody, maybe they're in the military, maybe you're a single parent, maybe you're in a split household, maybe um, you are fighting custody with your child and you guys have to alternate holidays every year. You know, those that's lost because you're not, you don't get to have those people around during the holidays. And, you know, maybe you don't have any of that and it's just you. And it's still lost because you're missing that. You're missing, you know, you're, you don't have that for the holidays. And, you know, people always say, well, I hate the holiday. I hate Thanksgiving. I hate Christmas. I hate my birthday and stuff like that. I don't think, I don't think people actually hate the thing itself. I think what it is that they just hate that uh, the person that they want to be there is no longer there. Like, I don't think you wake yeah. up and you actually hate Christmas. I think it's just you hate the fact that your grandma wasn't at Christmas. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah. start to reflect on, on more of more of the, the loss, whether it be, yeah. and, and it's not just people either. I mean, could you imagine losing your job right now? Mm. I mean, honestly, could you imagine like getting like getting your your pink slip at, at work, and you know, under no control of yours, you didn't do anything wrong, and you got laid off, and you know, it's and it's the fourth, so I mean, three weeks before Christmas. Uh, so, uh, funny oh. story, not haha, funny story. <laughs> um, actually, kind of disappointing, depressing, funny story. Uh, the company I work for now was uh, a different company. They were bought out by said company. Uh, when they bought that company out, they were doing um, layoffs. And the basically like the Monday, it was like the Monday or Tuesday after Thanksgiving, they decided to do all their layoffs. And I was oh. the one person at the depot that <laughs> ended up getting laid off. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it sucks. Like it's it's fucking terrible, right? But which is also kind of stupid on my part because then I ended up coming back and working for the same damn company that laid me off the first time. So maybe I'm the idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my my wife told See, me that I am I have a, I'm a glutton for punishment, and she might be right. <laughs> well, I, but we are. I mean, and, and and you know, to to bring this back to kind of our 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 core i mean this is a men's mental health podcast and you know to to bring this back to our core you know as men that that kills us i mean Mm -hmm. that's that's what i mean we're working we're working we're working we bust our ass every day and not that's not i'm and i know i say this disclaimer all the time that's not to diminish what women do because there are a lot of women out there that that could probably do my job better than me i'm just saying because I'm just saying, okay, a little, I was about to say a a little (laughs) more. I said mine too. I said mine too. A little more hesitation (laughs) would have been nice there. All right. Uh, But, but no, there's, 
there's, <laughs> but we know about how men, what men go through and how men feel when it, when it comes down to that. And, and I'm telling you, you know, we, we, as men, stuff like that happens. It's that's, that is a huge part of our life. You know, we yeah. go, we, we do what we need to do. I wake up at three o'clock every morning. Mm-hmm. I wake up at three o'clock. You, you think, you, you think I do that for me? I don't do that for me. I no, do that I, for that little, for that little girl in the other room. I listen. do that for my son. I do that for my wife. And yes, partially I do that for me because that's what, yeah. this is what I do. If I didn't have to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and go to work, I'm not waking up at three o'clock in the morning and go to work. And y'all can make fun of me all you want, but I, there, <laughs> I think there's very few people that actually want to. Now, there's probably people who really do love their job and don't mind waking up at three o'clock in the morning, which is great. Like, like, that's awesome. Even they don't want to. Yeah, I think they just kind of – they're used to it now, right? Like I'm used to it. Like I try to sleep in. Yeah. Me sleeping in is like 6 o'clock in the morning. I could go to bed. Oh, like sure. last night we went to – I think it was like 1 a.m. my time, and I went to – I was still up at like 5.45, 6 o'clock. I can't oh, – I, I don't sleep I slept in this morning. I got up at 7. I mean I, I took a nap. Uh, <laughs> I took a nap on the couch. That's, that's, my, that's my go-to move. I get up. I go downstairs, and I kind of just – you know, the dog, Ewok, will follow me down with me. And then he gets on the couch immediately. He's out. Then I'm out. And then I wake up an hour and a half later. <laughs> that's that's the weekends here. And then it's pondering nice. life. That's what it is. So I guess we're gonna we'll, we'll let's do a little break because I think we need. Uh, yeah, let's, I think we need let's it. Let's take a little break and then we'll, we we'll hit it again. Listen, after, and, and it, it's not that I didn't hesitate. It's just I know that uh-huh. there's women that can do your job and my job. And <laughs> before we break, here's there's a video that I saw. And it's this like it's one of those axe throwing places, which if you've never oh, yeah. been to, you've I've, got to I've go. I've always wanted to. Oh my god, it's unfucking, it's unbelievable, dude. It's so much fun. There is this small woman. Um, I would say probably maybe roughly like, I don't know, maybe like 155 pounds, maybe right. And I mean, she you had some shoulders on her, right? And I was like, okay, so she is picking up this like what uh, to me, I think it, it's probably about like an eight and a half pound like ball. And she's got it sitting on its head, right? So it's standing up vertically. And she's in the line looking at this board. And she grabs the thing and basically crow hops like freaking Andrew Jones of the Braves, right? You remember Andrew Jones. Maybe that's sure, outdating yeah. for people. No, Bryce no, Harper? I, I, Bryce Harper? Yeah. Let's, let's bring okay, – I guess we can date it. I guess Bryce Harper. Whatever. Whoever. Does, does he really so she like, Does he what? Does Bryce really pigeon hop though? No, he just turns and just yeets it. That's what he does. (laughs) She takes the handle of this like maul, crow hops, complete big overhead swing, one handed, and just yeets this thing into the board, bullseye. And I'm like watching this video over and over and over and over again. It's like (laughs) I could never, I could never in my life throw like an eight and a half pound maul one handed like that. Absolutely not. Well, you could do it once. <laughs> yeah, as my arm rips out with it, like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to the doctor now because I kind of need to reattach that. Thanks. So, yeah, you right, we're gonna take a break after bringing up the doctor. <laughs> we're gonna script that from the transcript. The doctor. Oh yeah. Yeah, yes. we're gonna talk. I'm gonna bring. I, then I'm gonna bring it up after the break. <laughs> All right, fine. Fuck it. We'll be right back. This <laughs> many your life unapologetically human. Welcome back to uh, Men in Your Life Unapologetically Human, and that is Brady. 
why why won't you let me speak for myself anymore? I'm starting right, I'm starting to feel I'm starting to feel like you you don't feel like I'm worthy of of no I'm kidding. Hey guys, well, I, just, I'm right. I just I just found out how much you were actually worth because somebody Oh come on. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm Dan. I'm Brady. Okay, there we go. There we go. I had to take a little break. Um things got a little well, touch and go. A little emotional, but at least we ended it on a high note, you know, or yeah. I mean a fun note, I guess. Um, and we're kind of just talking about uh, the holidays and the struggles and how, um, I don't know, I'd say sometimes maybe people um, struggle with, you know, we've talked about it before, struggling with help and venting and things like that. And, you know, I think there's this misconception about um, speaking about your uh, mental health and talking about it and asking for help and venting and and things like that and uh, you know I think uh, you know people who talk about their mental health struggles are not attention seeking they're support seeking and I think that's kind of where the stigma uh, decides to rear its rear, rear its ugly head because I think a lot of people uh, read. I think a lot of people read into it as people who do with mental health and they talk about it, they're attention seeking. And in reality, we're just trying to get some kind of support, some kind of help. And it's the only way we know how to do it. When you're, when you're battling through something and you're fighting, you're going to let it out at some point. Like you can't just keep, you know, uh, dealing with like digging and burying it under the rug or sweeping under the rug. And like, you got to let it out. And I think when people let it out, some people just take it the wrong way. And, that actually it does way more damage to somebody than than it does or than uh, it did to begin with without them even ever talking about it. Yeah, you know, and and it's, I mean, you said it really. I mean, a lot of people don't they, they don't they don't look at it as you you looking for support. They look at you as as somebody that's looking for attention. And you know, I I firmly believe that those people that immediately go into that assessment either there's uh, there's two types of people that do that. It's the people that um, have never recognized the hardship that they've ever gone through. Now, and the reason I put it that way is because everybody has. They just some some people don't want to deal with it. And two, you know, it's either that or the people that have gone through it that you know that don't want to go through it again so they immediately get defensive so they immediately fire back at you they immediately deflect it as oh well you're just looking for attention knowing damn well in the back of their mind that really you just need some help yeah i mean yeah i yeah yeah basically well on top of that too it's um i think a lot of it it's a lot of the burden thing you don't want to feel like you're a burden to somebody. You don't want to feel like you're projecting your issues onto somebody. But if you, if you strip away mental health and you just have a conversation about a problem. So I don't know, say, uh, didn't do the dishes and there's, um, you now have that conversation with your better half about cleaning the dishes. Right. It, it's not they're not projecting anything like anger on you at the fact that you didn't do a certain thing it's this is what they have an issue with and they want to have a conversation with you about it so if you remove the dishes with mental health and they want to have a conversation with you about it they're not they're not trying to project anything on, like to you or onto you it's they just have a a issue with something that's going on in their life and they just need to talk to you about it yeah, 
and and you you've brought it up before in, in previous episodes that you know it doesn't it, when when people talk to you about your mental health they're not trying to to just take the weight off their shoulders and put it on yours they they just you know you you don't have to take it home with you if somebody needs to talk you don't have to take it take take on their trials and and their demons and and bring it bring it with you wherever you go. They they just need they need a little to lighten the load a little bit. They need somebody to understand them. And I think that's I mean I think that goes to that to the core of that of the uh, of that saying is you know they're not they're not attention seekers they're support seekers. I think that's what a lot of people need to really understand is they they they're not trying to they're not trying to dump their problems on you. They're trying to just dump their problems. Yeah, and you know, you, you whether you take them with you or not is not to sound like a dick, but that's your choice. Yeah, and, you know, there, there's going to be people out there though that say, um, well, you know, that's your issue. You're seeking support. You should just be, you know, happy with who you are. Well, they're like, who needs to seek certain things? They do. They need to seek the support yeah. for a reason. They're not doing it to to seek attention. They're doing it because they need the validation for something, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like ninety percent. In all the, honesty, good, those people yeah. that are, and, and I'm sorry, but in all honesty, those people that um, so, sometimes seek attention, if it's a legitimate. Now, I know people that have sought attention and made up shit as they went. Oh, yeah. and, you know, those kind of those kind of people, they have their own issues. I mean, I'm I'm not going to sit here and talk smack about them. They they have their own issues they need to deal with. But even the people that are seeking attention, there's a reason that they need attention. There's nothing. I mean, we are social beings as human as human beings. We are. So, you know, if they're seeking some attention, there's something behind that. Yeah. So instead of instead of chastising them and turning them into a pariah in your in your friends group, why don't you sit and listen? Right. And it's funny because we said it like I said earlier, it's um, if you're going to. Uh, speak about it and be about it and act about it you should also expect to deal with the consequences and that kind of goes the same way with this if you're going to bully somebody about dealing with their mental health and you're willing to to wear that you know like like that suit of armor of being a bully with somebody with their mental health you should also deal with the consequences of that which means if uh somebody is bullying you about you speaking out about things um i'm probably not going to be very nice about to that person. I'm going to tell them what I think and I probably will mm-hmm. challenge them. And I, that's just how I am. But that's, that's the kind of support that some people need where they need to see that where instead of, Oh, you know, like keep your head up, you got this, you know, just keep pushing, you know, you're loved and people love you and da, da, da. to be honest with you, that stuff doesn't really help a lot of people because it's just cliche wording. Now the the things that help is the actions that they get from people. So when they when they see somebody standing up for them and see them understanding what they're going through and understanding that they have uh, something going on and they understand that they have mental health problems, they have depression, they have anxiety, they the PTSD, they're dealing with something when you see somebody stand up to that per- like for that person whether it's uh, emotional or, or physical or however it may be, that's the type of support that they're looking for. That's the seeking part of the support that they need to help them get through whatever battle they're getting through, whatever battle they're fighting. Absolutely. And honestly, even just seeing that somebody is there, somebody supports them, whether they directly support them or not, 
you know, seeing that person stand up and say, no, you know what, this, he, this person, he, she um, has legitimate questions and legitimate concerns and they have a legitimate thing that they're trying to deal with. You need to lay the fuck off. Yes. And again, I don't drop the F-bomb very often, but I'm very passionate about this kind of thing. I've, I was bullied. You, you, I've told you this. I've told everybody this. I was bullied mercilessly growing up. And one of those things I was bullied about was being a very sensitive kid. I really was um, very emotional. And, you know, people used to make fun of me for it. And let me tell you something. That doesn't go away. It doesn't. And so, yeah, if you want to wear that bad, that quote unquote badge of honor of being a dick to somebody about about their emotional state, just wait. You're going to find yourself into, in, in a position that you're going to need some support and nobody's going to be there. Yeah. And it's it's like I said earlier, it's uh you try to meet certain situations with grace and respect. And there comes a time where you have graceful retribution and there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you, no. if you are standing up for somebody who's going through something and like social media, well, here we go. Social media has a lot oh, of negative example. social media has a lot of negative shit. And if you look at uh, say uh, Facebook or uh, Instagram or even TikTok, where people are putting their emotions out on a video because they're struggling with their mental health and you go through the comments, you will see, some asinine shit that is written by other grown ass people. Oh yeah. And it makes me wonder what the fuck happened to you in your life to make you think like that. But two, it also lets you see the amount of people who are out there that actually do care about mental health. And you will see, like I said, you'll see the cliche, Oh, you're loved and this and that. But what you'll really see the ones that actually, I think to me that strike me the most are the ones who are absolutely 110% real in their comment where they're not only calling the person out, they're doing it in a way where it's, you know, you might feel a certain way about yourself, but here's the reason why you need to stop. And if you don't stop, I'm going to continue to remind you on why you are great and why these things don't make up your life. Well, and, uh, you know, the, the, and I see that on TikTok all the time. I do. I, I've said it before. TikTok got me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I really enjoy watching a lot of these videos. And I've, I've followed some people and I've liked a lot of videos. And, you know, I'm, and a lot of them have to do with mental health and a lot of uh, and what people go through. And, you know, I see a lot of these comments, just like you said, these negative comments. Oh, suck it up, cupcake, that kind of thing. And, and you know, those, those people, you know, you're right. You, you, after that knee jerk anger that I feel when I read those comments, I'm like, I wonder what happened to you mm-hmm. to make you so jaded. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, the, the people that I respect the most on the positive side are the people that are like, Hey man, my DMS open. Yep. They don't, they don't, they don't sit there and try to preach to them. They don't say, Oh, things will get better. They don't give you the cliche lines. They're like, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll fight the demons together. My DMS open. And, right. and you know, that's that to me, that tells me that person has been through some shit. And they know how you feel. May not they may not know the exact circumstance. They may not have felt that, but they have felt some shit in their past, and they're willing to, they're willing to stand there with you. I mean, one of those, you know, I it's rare that I don't, and I've I've only done it done it uh, uh, like not done it a couple of times, but that TikTok that viral the or I guess viral. Uh, will you sit with me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I it's rare that I don't. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, it's, it really is 
a beautiful thing to see how many people have commented, to see how many people have liked, to to see the the fourteen hundred likes on the will you say and this silence. I mean, for those of you that don't don't get those on TikTok or don't use TikTok. You know, it's it's a very, very um, monotone voice. Will you sit with me? And it's somebody that's obviously going through something mm-hmm. and they don't speak. They don't talk about their problems. They just want somebody to sit with them. And I think that is probably one of the most powerful things I've seen on TikTok. There is a uh, there's a, um, a guy or whatever the hell you want to call it that I follow on TikTok. And it's by MD Motivator. It's M-, M like Marilyn, D like Dan, motivator. And what this guy does, if you go through and look at his at his videos, a lot of them are he'll have a sign. It'll be posted out in public somewhere. And the sign will read something like, um, if, you, if you're struggling today and you need a hug, I'm here. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah. And his, his eyes are blindfolded. So he doesn't yep. see anything. He's, he's not judging anybody. He's just basically listening with his fucking heart. And these people will come up to him, random strangers will just come up to him and divulge like an entire life onto this guy. And you can hear the pain and the sorrow coming out of these people's voices, you know, and it's just like it's I don't know. I don't know how that guy deals with it because that can't be easy to accept some of that stuff, especially at the end of the day. But God damn, bless that dude. Yeah. Absolutely. I've seen, I've, I've seen that guy and it's, and it's phenomenal. And this is, I mean, this is kind of a perfect thing because also there's also that negative side of, as we've discussed just a couple of minutes ago of, of social media, you you have to understand your kids are seeing this too. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people don't think about the fact that the, these kids and, you know, this kind of adds to the stressors of, of Christmas and, and the holidays for men, because, you know, especially, you know, I, I, I am the sole breadwinner of my household. It's hard because, you know, my son sees this shit on YouTube. It's, I I don't like him being on YouTube as much as he is, but it is what it is. Call me a bad father if you, if you want. But, um, but, you know, he sees a lot of the, you know, and he doesn't control YouTube. You, you can't always control what pops up on your video feed. No, and I've man. I've walked into his room and, and heard some of the things that these people are saying. And he likes watching a uh, video game, um, uh, Minecraft and um, oh, yeah. like Twitch, Ro- 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 Roblox. I think Roblox? Is, what is that like the Lego yeah. thing? Yeah, I don't know. I think I don't I don't know. But but I've heard some of these what some of these players that he watches say and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't want you listening to that, buddy. And he gets pissed off and he you know whatever. But he's six. He's my responsibility. But um, but the the whole thing is is you've got these negative all this negativity. Let's I would I would love to see more of a movement of of more positivity on the internet. I would love right. to see that. Um, but you know just like that guy, and I, I would like to say on on the extreme side of the positive positivity, um, there's this one called the Great Londini. Yes. Oh my god! I'm so glad you brought love that, that up. Guy. I don't I think love it's a, guy. I don't think it's a guy. I don't. I don't know who it is, honestly. I, think, I, I, I don't th- think it's a single I person. Think, I think. No. It's a, I think it's a group. And, and it might be, but I think the last, the one that I saw, which I see a lot of them, but there was one that was like an unmasking. I think it was a woman. And what they do? Oh, did they unmask? But maybe it's a whole group. Like maybe it's a whole group of people because I've seen numerous accounts. So maybe a group of people. But yeah, no. Go ahead. You 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 tell your thing. So go ahead. The, the great the great Londini, and and this is more on the extreme side. I'll be the first to admit it, but I respect this person for it. Um, like they, there are people, there are some evil 
people, and I have no problem calling these people evil. Like um, one that I think one of the first ones I saw of this guy was um, there was a comment left by somebody that has a, a mixed child. Mm, and somebody, mm. somebody said something mm. uh, to the effect that I would lynch your child in a heartbeat. I was about to say, and, are we allowed to say that? Yeah, I are mean, we allowed to say that? I guess because that's exactly I, I, that's, this, I knew exactly is, what you were talking. This about. is an exact quote from Fuck. this commenter on TikTok. Fuck. So please understand, I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah, no, this, no, no, no. We're not. But, it's not us. This is just the, no, we're a context, but, okay? But somebody, but then, then the great Londini like stacks in and, and and exposed this person for Shit who they were. Person. And you know, they it was some kid that said this. Yeah. And was like, I called you, I got a hold of your teacher, I got a hold of your, I sent an email to your parents, yep. I did, and let them know what you're doing on the internet. I mean, that is on the extreme side, but let me tell you something, sometimes people need that check. Exactly. I Bravo. mean, and Bravo. that's, and, and I would also, and, and let me just say something, because this is the holiday season, and a lot of people don't understand what, what um, and this is a little bit off what we do because a lot of people don't understand what women go through, but I've been seeing this a little bit lately, this grab his arm movement. Have you seen that? Oh, like the, the, you talking yeah, about the sign no, language thing? No, no. Grab, his, grab arm. his arm. What is that? No. Yeah, so, so, uh, and this guy, you know, he, 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 he judge a book by his cover. He doesn't look like much. I'll be honest with you. He doesn't. I mean, it seems like a stand-up dude. Probably made some mistakes in his life, but you know, it, this movement. So it's grab his arm. If you are in trouble, if you are a woman and you are in trouble, mm. you are in, a, in an abusive relationship or something like that, and you're walking in public or something like that, grab a dude's arm and tell them that you need help and you need to get away from the person that you're with. And not, I'm telling you, 90% of the men out there, they got you. Yeah. They, I mean, I don't know. I don't know many men. That, that would that, that wouldn't. wouldn't. Yeah. Have you seen the Have you seen the the sign language one? Oh yeah, the the thumb, the, the tuck thumb, your thing? thumb in, so, into your palm, and then yeah. you make a fist over your thumb. Uh huh. Yeah. It, so I heard this. I heard this story where uh, some guy out in public uh, saved this girl from being kidnapped because she did the thing right. And they were like, uh, they, they they interviewed him, and they're like, "How did you know to react?" And he's like, "Oh, TikTok." They're like, "What are you What are you talking about?" This, and it was like, the girl said, "Well, I learned it on TikTok," and the guy was like, "Yeah, I learned that sign on TikTok." So when they did it, I knew what I was looking for. And like yeah. those those are the positive things of social media that yes. we need, right? Those are the positive things. But they're it's funny because you see all these negative ass comments on social media, especially about somebody's mental health and somebody could be having a complete breakdown. And that's what people have been using TikTok for. I've, it's seen, to, it. I've it's, seen it on TikTok. It's to be vulnerable. People are using TikTok to be vulnerable because they don't have another out. That is their best outlet to get shit out. And they're being vulnerable on TikTok and they just want somebody to just to give a damn. And well, some people don't have that support system that right. I mean, honestly, that I have or that you have. Right. So they just want somebody to give a damn and they're not a seeking attention. They're just looking for some support. And then there's always that that one just fucking jackass that will say something. And this person, whoever does a video, will maybe they'll reply to the comment, which you can do on TikTok, And. It's almost like the follow-up video is even worse because 
you know, now they're trying to argue with this person on social media about what they're going through. And all it did was just make it worse for that person. So it's like, you know, there was there was a comment that I saw where um, somebody had this guy was talking about how he basically just he was he wanted to end his life. Okay, And there was a comment that was made that basically was essentially telling him to do it without telling him to do it. Um, whoever that person is, or if there's anybody out there who may have done that or know anybody that's done that or seen that, if you ever tell somebody to do that and they do it, your ass is going to get charged with a felony. It's already happened before. Yes. Don't be that stupid. Don't be a 13-year-old on the internet thinking you're funny. By the way, if you're 12 or 13 and you think it's funny, it ain't that funny. That shit's probably been done about 4,000 times by now. So it's not that funny. So don't just don't do it. Because not only are you an a-hole, you're also going to ruin your life. And not only are you going to ruin your life, you might ruin somebody else's life. And not and, and you you will ruin somebody else's life, period. I mean, I, I, I am 100% certain of that. And, you know, I don't like to say 100% certainty, but I will, t- I will say that. You will ruin somebody else's life. And then on top of that, you will ruin your own life because you're going to – one of two things is going to happen. You're going to really come down on yourself because you're going to really feel it. Or two, you're not going to feel it at all and you're going to become that guy. You're going to yeah. become that person and you're going to have no feelings. You're going to have, yeah, I mean, not sociopathic, that's a completely different thing, but you know, you're going to become that person that is, that does not give a shit about anybody else. And let me tell you something, one of the biggest joys in life, in my life has been because I've cared about other people. Yep. And that's, you know, and we, you take on that role about caring for other people. Sometimes you also just forget to take care of yourself. And that's true. I think it's, it's rough because, you know, when I, we started this whole we started this whole campaign, this podcasting, and we started branching out to social media. You know, my wife told me, um, you know, what you guys do is admirable, but understand that at some point you also need to take a break and that you cannot continue to absorb other people without making sure that you take care of yourself. That's true. And it's 100 percent right. Is. It is because it is. there's there's shit that I'll read on, on social media that will absolutely mess me up. And I will talk to somebody and it will absolutely mess me up. But I think I would it's not that I don't I don't need to take care of myself. We need to take care of ourselves. But I think it's that if I could offer that person five minutes of of support where that five minutes they may not have may turn into something negative for that person. If I can give them five minutes of positivity, I'm going to give it to them. Because I know at the end of the day, I know at the end of the day that I'll be okay, and I have a support system that I can talk to. This person is reaching out to a complete stranger. They don't have a support. They may not have that support system. So it's not going to cost anything to give you three to five minutes of their time. No. And, and you know, and there are also those those people that, you know, like you, that 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 put themselves out there, that, that do these things, that do this podcast, you know, that we – and I and I mean we because I don't like to include myself into, into something like this, but I'm going to – I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but we have a deeper well. Mm. We do. I mean, because we care about other people and we know how to deal with it. We know how to, for the most part. I mean, it's harder some days than it is others, and it's harder some weeks than it is others. But, you know, we we have a bit of a deeper well to where we can sit with somebody for three to three or four or five minutes. Or, I mean, like I said, I, ha- I have an ongoing conversation with a guy that has reached out through our podcast 
And, you know, he, I, I, every now and then I'm, you know, he'll reach out to me. Hey, how's that? How's everything going? Or I'll reach out to him. Hey, how's everything mm-hmm. going? And, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, we have a bit of a deeper well that we can, we can sit with you. We can have these hard conversations. We can have these emotional conversations with you and be okay at the end of the day, but you're right. Eventually our, our well still fills. It still go. It still fills up, and we still need to to be able to take time. You know, there's. I like the way you put that. The well is deeper. Um, there's just like. I don't really know how to say it. There's. I think a mindset. Like it goes back to like grinding, right? I think you have to kind of have a certain mindset to be willing to take all that stuff on, and that kind of goes on with anything in life. Like, you sure. know. Anybody, anybody can be a dad on paper, but it takes a certain mindset for you to be a father, right? Same thing with a mother or a friend, a husband, wife, whatever it is, right? Um, I think to care for other people that way selfishly or unselfishly, selflessly, selflessly, thank you, Um, selflessly, I think it takes a certain mindset, but not only does it take a certain mindset, I think it takes a certain kind of trauma for you to be able to be that person. And I don't necessarily mean that you have to go through something horrific in your life because, you know, there's a lot of people who do offer that to other people. But when you look at people who may have battled demons in their life and they have been able to pick themselves up and put them back together on their own and still willing to help other people, that is a that's a completely different type of mindset. That is the type of person you should have in your corner. That's the type of person that you should go to every battle with. And keep in mind, when when we talk about trauma, the traumas that you've gone through, there's no judgment here. The trauma you have gone through, you, you may hear something that Dan has gone through and some that I've gone through that you're like, oh, God. But, I mean, my, my trauma ain't shit. Don't ever think of that. Don't I mean, yeah, your no, trauma no, no, no. matters. Your trauma matters to you. And that's all that, that – and that's really all that matters. I mean, you, okay, you – some people, you know, just like Dan has, has brought up numerous times, you know, the – your, your brother is gone. And, and some people may look at that and say, oh, well, you know, the fact that I lost my job last week really isn't shit. No, no, your trauma matters. Yeah. Your yeah. trauma, I mean, yeah. it, just because it's not some severe psychological or emotional or whatever um, experience doesn't mean that it's less or more than anybody else's. All right, just because just because the situation is different doesn't mean the emotion can't be the same. Yeah. Anybody just because I lost my brother, I'm going to feel a certain way about losing somebody. If you lost your dog, you're going to feel a certain way about losing your dog, right? And just you take away the situation from it, the person and the animal or whatever it is, the emotion, the emotional capacity or the emotion that you feel, it's going to be close to being the same. Missing yeah. somebody is missing somebody. Yeah. Being upset is being upset. It doesn't matter the situation and circumstance because you can still relate to that. Yeah, it doesn't matter why you're upset. The fact right. is you're upset and, and there's nothing wrong with reaching out. And I mean, just because you, and you're, I think you're right. You know, the, those people that like you and I that have a, a little deeper well than, than your average, um, you know, we've been through shit. Um, whether it be, uh, you know, more or less than, than anybody else isn't, is irrelevant. The fact that the fact of the matter is we've been through shit. We've fought our demons. We've come out the other side, broken, bruised, scarred and, and healed. But at the same time, we've come out the other side. We can, we're there. And we, this, that's, I, I feel like that's why both Dan, I mean, you and I, we're both extremely passionate mm-hmm. about 
mental health. We're very, we're extremely passionate about emotional health. And, you know, I feel like that, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. You know, we've both been through our individual traumas and that's why we we're at the level that we are as far as, you know, we want to help other people. Right. And I, you know, and I might be wrong about this and, and maybe this is just me tooting my own horn, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I like to feel as if, well, I, 90% of the time, I, I kind of don't really give a, a, a shit about what anybody thinks about me. All right. 90% of the time, eh, everybody cares a little bit, right? 90% of the time, there is not a goddamn thing that you can say or do that's going to be worse than anything that I've already done or said about myself or to myself. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's why I really don't care what your opinion is. You know, there's certain people that I care about, but I'm, I'm not meeting you. I just mean like in general. Uh, but I would like to say um, maybe it's just maybe it's just me thinking that. But like the thing that myself is that I'd be the type of person that um, somebody's in trouble that um, I'm going to step up and do something about it. Uh, if my friends are in trouble, I'm going to be the one that, you know, if somebody's getting pushed around. I feel like I'm the type of person that is that I'm going to walk into that. And be like, you know what? You don't have to deal with this. I'm going to deal with this for you. Okay. I've already been through yeah. enough bullshit in my life where whatever that person's going to do is not going to affect me because I don't give a damn. Um, and I think I, I, I feel like I like to carry that into friendships, into work, um, into sports, into coaching. Um, that's the same mindset that I have is that, you know, I tell, I used to tell all my ball players all the time, you do not argue with the umpire. I will argue with the umpire. All right. I get you're upset, but my job here is to fight for you. And that is my responsibility as a coach is to fight for you. So if anybody's going to get thrown out, I'm going to be the one who gets thrown out. You just do you. That's it. Right. And I feel like it's the same thing when we come and we're dealing with people in mental health and especially like bullies. Right. If if I see somebody doing that, I'm going to step in because there's no reason that you should have to deal with that at all. Yeah. You know, and it's not that we're fighting the battles for you. It's we want to fight with you. Yeah. And some of us, some of us, some of us might just, some of us are just, maybe you're just a little more stronger than others, but, and maybe not, but it's not like it's, it's a bad thing. You know, it's not a bad thing if you can't fight your own battles. That doesn't make you weak. It's just, you don't have the support with you. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe yeah. you just need the extra support. Well, and, and, you know, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. You know, this is, we're not fighting for you. We're fighting with you. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes those people that have been pushed around and that have been bullied that, you know, all they need is that one person to step up and say, hey, this is enough is enough. You want to bully something, somebody, why don't you come pick on somebody that's that's been through this? Right. That that can handle you. And, you know, sometimes that's all it takes for that for that person that's been being pushed around to see somebody step up for them and then they can step up for themselves. Yep. And, and I mean, a lot of t- that's the support. But that's. It goes back to the uh, we're not seeking attention. You're seeking support. And that support can come from somebody standing up for you. Yeah. Somebody yeah, speaking out for you. Somebody looking out for you. You know what I mean? And this is the season. You know what? I, I would love to see somebody out there say, you know what? I, I saw this guy pushing around this retail worker. Let's talk about that for, for just a second. Because everybody <laughs> seems to talk about that. I worked in the service industry. I worked in it during the holiday season. It's hell. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear hear your anybody out there story about hey, you know, this guy was was really pushing on, or even you know what, let let or even man up and say, you know what, I was that person that that took my my frustration out on this worker, 
Or, you know, I saw this guy taking out their frustration on this retail worker and I stepped in. And that's, you know, you know, that let's, that let's, I can tell you from, from being in the service industry, as long as I was, when we see, see somebody step up for us and stand up for us, that we, we have no problem standing up a little bit on our own too. Mm -hmm. We know that all of a sudden we know it's okay. And we can, we can deal with that, but you know, I like that though, the, the retail and the grocery worker thing, cause you see it all the time and the time. you know, surprising, this may come as a shock to you, but I actually don't have any issues telling people how I feel, which is, a, might be a surprise Shocking. to some, right? Shocking. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So as my wife always tells, my wife tells me that sometimes I need to like dial it back. But the, the reason why I don't dial it back is because if, if, I feel like sometimes that if I don't say something when I see it, nobody's going to. And it's not like me trying to be like some hero or anything like that. It's if you have the opportunity to stop it, stop it. Shut it yeah, down if you have the opportunity to shut it down. And I got no problem telling people like that how I feel because I've done it before. And I'll probably continue to do it. And I'll do it when my daughter is born because it's not, it's not that you – it's not that you have like it's not like you have like a hero complex. It's that there's no reason that you, that that person needs to be berating somebody. You know, like you may have a bad day, that's fine, but just because uh, so and so doesn't have the bacon that you want in stock doesn't mean that gives you the right to be an asshole. Yeah. And if you want to be an exactly. asshole, then I'm going to be an asshole. But and I feel like for me lately, it's actually been um, magnified more for me, where I'm starting to uh, kind of maybe not as much pick up on that stuff, but it, well, maybe it is. I'm starting to notice it more. It's, I think it's because I'm starting, I'm about to have a kid. Like I'm about to have a, I'm about to have a, a, a child. And for me, there's things that are, I probably never would have thought about, you know, 20 years ago, but there's things now that I'm starting to pick up on and starting to focus on because I am about to have a child. And it's like, you know yeah. what? I want my daughter to know that there are people out in the world that will help you in a situation when you need help. Then oh, you yeah, don't have will, to be afraid of everybody. Oh yeah, my my daughter will know that you know there's there are good people in this world, especially. And I feel bad for this generation. I brought it up before, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into it. But um, you know, I feel bad for this generation when it comes to their social media presence and stuff like that. But um, but when it comes down to it, like that that sign language thing that you were talking about, the the universal sign for for I need help. Um, the, and just for those of you out there that didn't catch that earlier, you know, you, you place your, you fold your thumb in like you're making a fist, mm -hmm. fold your thumb into the palm, and then you wrap your other four fingers around that thumb and make a fist and palm toward the person you're trying to communicate that with. Um, and that is, that is the universal sign for get me the hell out of this situation. Mm. Um, and you know, Anybody, anybody that knows it will, will, will help out. But my, oh, yeah. my daughter will know that sign. She mm -hmm. will. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that too. Like there's nothing wrong with, uh, showing your kids when they're old or like when they're age appropriate of showing them some negative aspects in the world for learning situations where if you see this, this is not how somebody is supposed to treat somebody. This is not how a man is supposed to treat a woman when you guys go out on a date or if you're at a bar or if you're in a public situation. This is not how you're supposed to treat somebody. 
All right. And then these oh, are the things absolutely. that you look for. And, you know, now we're talking about parenting here, but if you circle back to the, to mental health, it's the same thing. Like, like I said once before was that people who deal with people who, who are fighting depression, who have fight demons, who have, have fought the devil, who have, uh, dug themselves out and put themselves back together. People will, can see that in other people. People who have have trauma in their life and have dealt with trauma can see that in other people's situations. And those are the people that will go out of their way to help you and give you support. Absolutely. It's recognizing that. Yes. That's how you end Sigma. That's how we end this thing. That's how we. That that is. You know, that's how we that's how we make uh, mental health um, normal to talk about. That's how we make depression normal to talk about. That's how we normalize this whole entire thing is by, you know, that what's that stupid phrase? Hurt people, hurt people. Right. I've never liked that. I've never liked that hurt people, hurt people phrase. No, hurt people will help hurt people. Hurt people will help hurt people. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and and. And yeah, we are kind of, we, we did kind of touch on the parenting thing. You know, that's, that's another thing that, you know, I can't stress, stress enough how you treat your wife, girlfriend, baby mama is exactly how your kids are going to treat their other half or expect to be treated depending on, on the situation. So why don't you think about that before the next time, before the next time you start talking shit about your baby mama or baby or baby daddy. And that goes, you know, or, you know, and, you know, also for those of you that, you know, that your, your wife, husband, whatever, before, you know, how I treat my wife is how my daughter is going to be expected, expect to be treated. And it's also how my son is going to want to want to be treating his girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. But that's, that starts at home. Yeah. That starts, you know, and, and also normalizing conversations about mental mm. health. That starts at home when my kids are a little older and my son is, is, is about to at that age where I can ask him how he's feeling and, and, you know, why are you so upset? You know, that kind of thing. And we have had these conversations, Um, but you normalize that conversation at an early age, you normalize that conversation when they're, when they're children. Yeah. They may get a little picked on when they get older and they'll, you know, you can help them through that. You can help them deal with those things. But the fact of the matter is they're going to be better people in the end because of it. Yeah, and it, and everything that they tell you is not going to be something that you should uh, be completely alarming about. You know, like I I did the same thing for when I was coaching the younger kids, like the 12 and 13-year-olds, because they were getting ready. You know, they were going into high school, so they're going to be changing, and there's going to be things that happen around them. I would ask them those questions, and a lot of it was just dealing with normal 13-year-old kid stuff. And – that's not alarming. Like there's no like, okay, yeah, you, you know, somebody was an asshole to you today. I I understand that people are assholes every day, but it's not, we don't discredit that. It's like, okay. And then you follow up with it later on. And then if it continues, then, then it becomes a problem, you Mm -hmm. know? But I think, I think nowadays, I think people are so quick to, to jump off the ledge when something bad is happening that we overdo it. And we over uh, stimulate the situation. And I think a lot of it is, like you said, you're going to ask your son about how he's feeling. And th- a lot of it is just letting him know that you understand. Like, and that just goes with people in general. You just letting them know that you understand because 
as we are having kids, well, you have kids, and as our kids grow, and same with anybody else our age um, or older or whatever, we're going to be able to re- relate mental-wise to a lot of things when it comes to our kids when they go through stuff in life. Because I feel as they're going to end up dealing with a lot of the same stuff that we've grown up and dealt with. It's a different situation, but they have way more things that are stimulating that than we did. And that's a lot of it is social media. But I, I just, I don't know, man, it's, it's going to be tough. I think it's rough for a lot of people. Um, and I, I think that's kind of all you can do is just be understanding and don't always try to fix the situation. Just be there for them and talk to them about it. You know, we can't, we can't fix everything. You know, I know everybody wants you to be a fixer and it's like, oh, fix my problem, fix this. And if, and if this person just loved me that, you know, all these things would be fixed, but it's not about fixing. It's about understanding the situation. And if you're a single parent and you are uh, in a, your children are living in a split household. Um, if you have a, uh, if you were a child, um, you're, you're the other half of your, you know, uh, child bringer is, uh, whether it's, you know, husband, wife, whatever. Um, I mean, uh, sorry, mother, father, whatever. If they are being complete fucking assholes to your kids, don't retaliate in front of them. All right. You just continue being the person that you are. Let them be the asshole because you are going to, uh, counteract whatever negative they put out in the world by showing them how somebody should act. You're showing them the positive. And if you're going out of your way to make somebody's life a living hell, like if you are the mom and you are divorced and um, you are making life a living shithead for your uh, ex-husband and the kids and maybe your ex-husband's new wife, stop. Because you're being a complete fucking asshole and there's no reason to do that. And that goes both ways. If you're the ex, if you're the dad and you're the ex and you're making your life, like you're telling your kids a negative shit about your mom and her new boyfriend or husband, stop because your kids are going to take carry that shit on into their life and it's going to make it worse. It's okay. And if you are a parent and you are fucking texting your, your 13 year old kid negative shit about them and their parent and their, and their father, stop. All right. Just quit. It would be better for you to just leave everything alone because you're making it worse for everybody. You're going to make it worse for your kid. You're going to make it worse for the dad. And you're not only that, then the stress is on top of that. There's no reason for you to be a complete fucking asshole. Basically, I mean, uh, and I firmly believe this because I've seen it in, in the past mainly. I mean, I don't see it much as an adult, but, you know, in, in, in the past, um, you know, what happened between your your kid's father or mother and you are is none of their damn business mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is is you're their dad or mom and the other person is the other one and there's nothing you can do about that there's nothing that you should want to do about that yes i mean there are extenuating circumstances i'm, I'm talking to you know i'm not talking about you know if you're you're son's dad was abusive that's a completely different instance i'm talking about those normal people that get drugged through the mud by their uh, by the by the other parent just because the they're they're dicks right okay enough right let's i mean honestly there's there's something that we that i would love to see that pattern fucking broken i mean period there's no reason for it 
Um, there's no, there, I mean, what you, you're, you, there's, think about it this way. All you're showing your kid is who can be the bigger asshole. Yep. And yep. if you're okay, and if you're okay with that, that's a whole different conversation that we're going to have to save for another day. Right. But, and if you're, if you're willing to do it now too, then that means you were most likely willing to have that mindset while you were still together and mm-hmm. involved in that child's life every single day. Like, yeah, am I wrong? No, no, I don't. I think that that's like you're mad. Like you're mad at the wrong person. You're not mad at your kids. Like You can be upset at your ex all you want, but there's absolutely zero reason for you to drag the kids into it. Or maybe your ex's new wife or husband. You know, there's no reason to drag them into that mess. If you have something that you two need to settle, then just fucking settle it and leave the kids out of it. Because I, I see that stuff. I know somebody in that situation. And every time I hear about it, it literally makes me want to just draw, dr- like jump in the truck, drive up there and cuss this person out because it's like, you're doing this for no reason, just to be a dick. That's mm-hmm. all. There's no, there's no, nothing is going to come out of this. No positive will come out of this. Nobody is going to elevate their life out of this situation by you being this way. Yes. Sorry. So this no, don't apologize. This has got a little heavy. I I, I think it's uh, it's almost time to for us to wrap it up. And um, I'd like to end it on a little lighter note. Yeah, we got to uh, end on Dan, a happy note. Happy note. Dan, I gotta I gotta ask, man. Have oh, you guys God. put up the tree yet? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the yeah, rule is, listen. Yeah. The rule is the rule is no Christmas things go up until minimum after Black Friday, and that's what happened. See, after I, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a on Black Friday kind of a person. Are you? I, am. I mean, mm. I am because I don't do jack on Black Friday. I mean, I'm pretty sure that I'd be in jail if I'd ever gone shopping on Black Friday. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that's that, yeah, and and that's not really an exaggeration. <laughs> I truly um. believe that at some point in my life, had I ever, because I've never done it, had I ever gone out shopping on black friday i would be in jail i would have a record and i like the fact that i don't really have much of a record um have you seen that video of the uh, target manager right before black friday standing up on the at the register on like the, the conveyor belt talking to all of his employees and he's doing like the uh the um uh 300 speech and no. he's, he, oh, God, I gotta <laughs> and he's just like He's like, where are they out? He's like, the the dawn of power uh, comes upon us, and they will bust through those doors, and we will stand strong as the the warriors that we are. And I'm like, dude, awesome. I will go. To, I'll fucking work for you every day of my life if you oh, were to most oh, absolutely. Like, it is fucking amazing. <laughs> so uh, now, my next question is, real or fake? What's that? The tree. tree? Uh, yeah. Fake right now. Grew so we grew up with real trees. Um, when we, when, uh, Taylor and I got together, we were smaller spaces. So we were doing with fake trees. Um, actually the fake tree that we had prior to this was a free gift. So we love free. You know, my wife is all about minimalist stuff. We love free. So I told her, uh, politely last year that this will be the last year that we use this tree because this tree is like four and a half feet tall. I need a bigger tree in my house. I was like, we're not doing this small tree in a giant house. So we went out and got us a eight and a half or no, a seven and a half foot tree for like 20 bucks on clearance, which was great. Oh, nice. we, we love clearance stuff, but also I remind, try to remind my wife that clearance is not always the best because there's sometimes usually things wrong with it. So as we put this tree up, 
the some of the branches started falling off. I'm like, well, oh. I guess you kind of. Well, we turned it, so now you don't see it. Then, you know, the bad stuff's in the back. You always. Oh, so it's just on the one side. Yeah, you just you know only certain spots. You know, you only you put the bad part of the tree towards the back. You never put it towards the front, right? And then we realized we didn't have enough lights because the lights were designed for a small tree, not designed for the big tree. So we had to go out and get lights. Oh yeah. And but yeah, we we got our lights up. We got a fake tree. But uh, next year, I told her, um, for uh, baby girl's first birthday, we will do a real tree because I need to start that tradition of dad and daughter going out to cut their own tree. And bring Absolutely. it back home. And, I, we're gonna start doing. and I'm all for that. Hell yeah. Now, the, I, I grew up I grew up with, with fake trees, uh, with a fake tree. I mean, I think we had the same. I mean, I'm sure my mom will correct me later on this week when I talk to her. But, you know, I, we had a fake tree. And it was a decent fake tree. It wasn't flocked or anything like that. But, um, but it was a decent fake tree. And it was fluffy and nice and all that stuff. Which kind of, thinking back, growing up in a small town in Alaska, the you would think that we would have pretty good access to some pretty decent live trees. That's what <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> but, um, so we are, uh, we, we are a family of fake trees, mm. but you know, my dad is very much, very much a, uh, a, a real tree person. Um, and, and I kind of adopted that because I love the smell and, and I love oh, the, yeah. the feel of, I mean, I love, yeah, I love real trees. Like the tree that we have right now is about the same height as me, six, Porsche. Oh, is it up? Um, and it's it's fake. Yeah, it's is it's it up. up. It's I mean, it, it's uh, well, light. it's not fully decorated yet. I don't it's care. Just, all we got is the lights on. Ah. Oh, good lord. This... Oh, yeah, there you go. That's not, you got more lights than we do. Well, it's it's a <laughs> it's a narrow tree. It's a small tree. But you know, like we it. don't need much. But I I did. I originally wanted to start the tradition this year, but you know, we just don't have the space. Just kind of like you. So um, I also next year, to drag I, a tree up those steps going into your apartment. No, I have walked no, those steps. Really and F yeah. That. Yeah. No. Um, but, you know, as as a lot of you out there know, I, I took a first time home buyer class and I've been working toward, you know, everything like that. And it, there's a there's a decent possibility. There's a realistic possibility that uh, by next Christmas we'll be in a house. Um, and I told so I did tell Sarah that uh, my wife that. Uh, next year we will have a real tree and that will be, that will be consistent every year after we get into a house. We need, that needs to be like a new, that needs to be like a movement, like a show movement, bring back real trees. We're tell guys, tell your wives that we're done with the fake trees. All right. You need March right up in there and just go, baby girl, I'm really tired of these fake trees. Can we get a real tree? And you assert you assert that you want that real tree. You might need to be a little bit nicer than that too. Just be like, baby, I brought and you a hot chocolate. I brought you a hot chocolate and I brought you some I brought you some Chick-fil-A. Do you think we can get a real tree? And yeah, I was about to say, and then if you if you assert yourself like that, you make sure you finish that question with or that that assertion with if it's okay with you. Or or you say, or you say. I'm taking you out to dinner. Where do you want to go? <laughs> yeah, that would probably work too. That's uh, uh what no, steakhouse I, do you want to go to tonight? <laughs> exactly. Um, so and and there's you know there's there's one more thing. Um, so I, I you kind of touched on it. So I gotta because I don't really have many Christmas traditions with my kids yet. Yeah. We just don't have the space. Um, but what's the, is the tree? Tradition is that something that that you're most looking forward to to starting with your daughter for Christmas or in general? Just for, for Christmas. 
Oh, dude, I've I've already got it all planned. I already told my wife that I was going to buy a Santa costume. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I'm buying – when she gets older and she realizes who the hell Santa is, I'm going to um, – I'm going to go ahead and uh, – oh, maybe I should have edited that part out. Maybe there's people out there who are – nah, you know, you know what? Santa still comes – I'm still a believer that Santa comes every Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, all right? I am full – I will always believe that because that's just – my childhood living through me but i told yeah, i told my wife that i'm going to um get a santa costume and i'm going to put on i'll put on a little christmas thing for our daughter and and what whoever is at the house at that time because i think i think those are the things that uh i think those are the things that are kind of important when it comes to the you know christmas when you have your family is just to do little things like that for them but make it's an experience Absolutely. man it's more for them than it is for me i'm 32 years old i don't want anything but a weed eater that works that's all i yeah, want i mean i've i've never been more excited about getting socks and underwear in my life um, oh my god did but, i tell you about her grandma giving out the best socks in the world yes you did oh, yes. we got dude she oh grade a this year too once again. So now one one more que- one more one more Christmas question. We'll, we'll we will revisit this um, uh, before before we take a week, maybe two. I mean, depending because New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and, and Christmas Eve, Christmas mm-hmm. Day, they're a week apart. But um, before we take a break, we will address this again. But I I do ha- address the holidays again. But I do have to ask, where do you fall on Christmas music? Um, I it's okay right now. As long as we're in December, I'm okay playing it. When we start getting closer and closer and closer, it's usually cranking more and more through the house. Okay, so you, you're definitely behind the Christmas, Christmas yeah. music. Now okay. I'm I'm tired of the Mariah Carey Christmas playlist. I don't want to listen to that shit I, anymore. I understand that, but I mean, the, the woman got a hit. She got a hit with that, and everybody, every year, people are trying to get that, get that same... Get that same okay. love. But here's where I'm going to argue with you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, ditch Mariah Carey and either yes, do... Yes, I agree. Either do um, George Strait Christmas or uh, Boys to Men Christmas. Boys to Men Boys Christmas, to Christmas is oh, absolutely... Is dude, there are some... There are 100% bangers on that album. I mean, just... You're not going to go wrong. And you're not going to go wrong with a George Strait Christmas either. Or mix it in a little bit. You know, get a little George Strait, a little Alan Jackson, a little Conway Twitty maybe. You know, maybe uh, some Trace Adkins. You know, some things like that. Or, I, um, you know... What's, uh, your, what's your guilty... What, what's, what's the one Christmas, like... Song? song that is your guilty pleasure that you don't that you don't necessarily admit in public what what song do you love that you don't admit to oh man um i think uh probably like holy night i think that might be but it's it's got to be by who right. by oh, who? Boys Men. who's okay Boys so i have to say now this is dating and what's the uh, what's I, the uh what's the rock one um uh trans-siberian orchestra oh yeah oh i no, fucking they, love they that song amazing. oh yeah. Um, but I do have to say, and this is dating myself a little bit because remember I was, you know, I, I was supposed to graduate in 99. So that tells you how old I am. Um, now that being school. said, that, that being said, I do have to say that the sync Christmas album, <laughs> I knew, I knew I was going to get that reaction out of you, but I, gotta I, say, I didn't man, expect that. I didn't expect that. Oh, oh, their version of Oh, Holy Night is absolutely Amazing. However, the one version of uh, Oh Holy Night that still to this day gives me chills, and anybody out there that hasn't heard it, oh, listen to it. Martina McBride. <laughs> 
Ooh. Oh, Holy Night. Yeah. Gives me, I mean, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating when I say it gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. it the woman's got pipes. She is, but she nails it. Dude, she's awesome. She is. She's, she's awesome, is. man. We gotta, she we gotta, is. we gotta talk about. I think when we start getting close, we gotta do like a Christmas episode where we just kind of oh, like, yeah. you know, we'll do, you know, we we'll do the positive side of things. I feel like sometimes we're really dark all the time, but I think we need to do like the positive side of stuff sometimes and I like think, light it up a little bit. I think the week before Christmas, I think we should do, yeah. or maybe the week of Christmas, maybe we'll Let's do like, a, a short, a short little Christmas. Yeah. Of, see if we can get like yeah. Chris, see if we can get like Chris and Seth to come on and we'll do like a Christmas drinking episode or something where we just Absolutely. talk about we just talk about the hot like the positive side of the holidays and then you know we'll hit the realism side of the holidays. Exactly. So yeah. but uh you know those of you out there that uh that are are going through anything this uh, this time of year just so you know you are not alone. Yep. You're not alone, and I realize that doesn't necessarily make it better. But you know, if you if you're having a rough time this holiday season, reach out to me. Reach mm-hmm. out to Dan. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're here, and you know, and I know we preach this a lot, but you know, this is the, that's kind of the you know we are brotherhood. We do come together, and hey, I I waited till the end of the episode yeah. to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, but we are we are brotherhood, and you know, we we do we are there for you, and and we are there for each other, and you know, as Dan has brought up, you know, iron sharpens iron. And man sharpens man. You know, let's be there for each other, especially during the difficult times, especially during, you know, the, the difficult times that we may ha- may experience during the holidays. You're not alone. You're, you're just, you're, I can't stress that enough. I like that we are brotherhood. We are. I, I mean, like it, it is. Like it, we, we are brotherhood. I mean, we, we've been trying to kick this off, but, you know, we already did. I mean, Dan... I am so thankful for you, as I as I said in the last episode. You know, it, it was something that that you know you 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 came into my life for a reason, and I do believe this is one of those big reasons that you know we have formed this brotherhood, and now we're just trying to we're we're, we're putting it out into the world, and we need this. Yeah, I appreciate you, dude. You know, I, you're you're like the older brother for me, um, also because you're like fifty five, but um, forty. <laughs> I, uh, you know, as we wrap up, I wanted to tell you that, um, I was, uh, messing around on Xbox this morning. Oh, when you messaged me and I was, I scrolled up cause I realized how long ago one of the last Xbox messages were between us and I was scrolling through it and looking at it and I was like, damn it, this is some real wholesome content right in here. <laughs> like I was like, this is this is awesome. Like this is this is how friendship begins right there. Like that's that's pretty exactly, cool. Yes. That's pretty cool. But um yeah, you know, like you said, uh we are brotherhood, iron sharpens iron, man sharpens man. And um we uh I think you already said it, man. We are we are here for you. We um we care about you. And if you need anything, please, you know, just hit us up. Absolutely. So yeah. That, that being said, uh, I would like to thank everybody for joining us for this episode. This is uh, this has been another episode of um, Men in Your Life, Unapologetically Human. Um, I'm Brady. And I'm Dan. And that's Brady. <laughs> no penny? Oh. Say I penny. Hi. <laughs> Hi. That's I think that's gonna and have to be the ending part right there always. It you know, is. Penny getting it kicked is. In. You know, I like Penny, it. Penny's Penny's gonna be involved with this now. Um, 
That is my daughter, Penny. She is amazing, and she wants daddy's phone. So I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, y'all have a good, safe weekend. Um, obviously, if you are following us, please, if you're following us on Facebook and everything, um, like it and follow it. There are two different things for that, liking and following. Uh, it will let you know when we do posts. If you're on Spotify, please subscribe. Just hit the little bell. Um, it will also let you know when new episodes come up. It also helps us. Uh, with views, ratings, stuff like that. Same thing on all the other platforms. But, um, you know, like you already said, you know, it's another episode. And uh, everybody have a blessed weekend. And you do, you, you take care, sir. You too, sir.